0: You're listening to 2, 5, and 10,
1: your source for bullshit-free NHL news, analysis, and insights.
0: Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Naughton and Ben Stewart. What's up? Fresh is our turn, baby. so 113 2 five and ten any of the Kraken are here they have expanded into our lives just like this expansion draft but a, a lot of question marks as to the team that they actually drafted and if they'll actually be able to compete what, what are your thoughts on the expansion draft and who they brought in and everything else
1: yeah first I want to get into a video that was just posted by sportsnet on Instagram showing uh, the devil selection of Luke Luke hughes uh as the fourth overall pick there he's sitting next to jack hughes who absolutely one looks like a 12 year old and two loses his mind like he is a teenage girl seeing one direction my prediction right now is jack hughes doesn't amount to fucking shit in the national hockey league like my god can you look like any less of a testosterone given player uh, I know that's like a very unscientific opinion, but holy fuck anyway so yeah. not a
0: fan of the excitement or just not a fan of the haircut
1: It's just everything like the leg shake the hair he he looks like he's like five seven hundred and forty five pounds still like you've been in the pros for three years training and you still look like this. Like, his older, his younger brother who just got drafted looks like he's an NHL player more than Jack Hughes does.
0: So it's on, like, Donkey Kong. That, that across the river rivalry, you're just... You really hate those devils.
1: <sighs> Jack Hughes is going to have a career similar to uh, Matt Shane, That's what I'm going to say. To Matt Shane, wow. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, so the Seattle expansion draft, uh, we both talked... Obviously, during it, uh, we both loved the jerseys. I loved the home, uh, the home blues a little bit more than the away whites. The logos are too big. I don't know why they made them so huge on the front. Um, the there were a couple uh, picks that they made that I had issues with. The Lausanne pick, I like him. Um, I like the a pick from Detroit. I love the two flurry picks. Um, I was hoping Yanni Gordon would not end up as a Ranger, so we'll see if he kind of blossoms as a late bloomer and they expanded a role in Seattle instead of being on a third, fourth line. He might get a C opportunity. But the Joey DeCourt pick out of Ottawa, I don't know why they chose him over somebody like a uh, Josh Brown, who could be a solid contributor, third, fourth line. Uh, the, our, the Arizona. The Philadelphia pick, Carson Tur- Turinsky Torinsky, yeah. Obviously, like, he's not selected because of what he's done so far. He's selected for what they think he can do. But you look at the Flyers' protected list. Uh, again, none of these guys are like, holy shit, how can you not take him? He's 22 years old and a future star. But Robert Hag, who was just traded today in a deal we'll get into, Solid top six guy. Um, I mean, you can even take Jacob Orchak and flip him. Yeah, I, I guess thought they would better than who they selected from Philly in the expansion draft. Like, I don't understand some of this, those two picks. And then the, one, the biggest one for me was the Curtis McDermott pick from L.A. Like, again, you're choosing from guys that teams are okay leaving exposed for various reasons. But McDermott might actually be the worst statistically speaking like advanced stats speaking one of the worst play drivers in the National Hockey League and again through no fault of his own he's not there for his skill he's more of a enforcer type he's like a seventh defenseman you might even put him up on a fourth line wing if necessary but these guys are dime a dozen and that's your selection out of LA and they didn't make a trade with LA beforehand or immediately after that would sh- explain that selection and that's who they went with like that was stunning to me
0: it, one of the things with me just looking at this lineup is it, it seems like they went for a harder team to play against like they weren't going for complete skill there, there's no one in this lineup here that wows you where you're like you know what, that might be the guy I think he just went for a team that can play both ways. He, he just went yeah. for hard two-way guys. So I, I think for them scoring goals, it's going to be extremely difficult. I, I also think that their D, getting goals on them is probably going to be difficult too. So they're just going to try to fucking Columbus Blue Jacket and beat you okay. on nothing. Like Just one of those things, like a meat-and-potato team. Uh, when I look a little bit further down this lineup here, what was your thought on the goaltending? Uh, I think Chris Dragner was probably the worst kept secret in all of hockey yeah. that they were going to go after him. But wh- when they end up with Vitek Vanacek, I mean, wh- what was your thought on that? Would they have him one more year uh, for this season coming up at, you know, seven one six, and then he goes to RFA? Do you think that's more of a a possibility in a sense, let's see how he does and then, you know, maybe we'll re-sign him after? Or do, do you think that this is the tandem that they're going
1: with? I think this is a the tandem they're going to go with. Uh, I like the Jijer pick. I think he played over his head last year, but even with some regression, he's going to be a quality number one. He's not like a franchise guy. He's worn a mold of like Craig Anderson when he had that run with Ottawa a few years back. Uh, so a guy you'll get, hope to get like a good three to five year window out of and then by then either find a replacement through the draft or free agency. The Vanacek selection, again, another guy who kind of came a little bit out of nowhere, a little bit older for a guy just making a significant run as a quote-unquote rookie. I think it's more of a lottery ticket with him. Like, yes, it's insurance in case Giger doesn't play well, but the expectation is he will. Vanacek is there. He'll get 20, 25 games if everybody's healthy next year. If he plays Ronalds 20, 25... I think they flip him uh, next off season, and then they go with maybe Joey Decord as the backup in year two. Um, I think it's more of a scratch lottery scratch ticket to see, like, hey, if he flames out, eh, okay, it was worth it to sh- see what would happen. If he kind of hits on things here, flip him. You can get a late first rounder for him uh, or a young player. So I don't mind that pick. So much, and going back to what you said, you see some of these names up front Colin Blackwell, solid role player to play with, like more talented guys. Uh, Nathan Bastion, Yanni Gore, Jeremy McCann, uh, Brandon Tanev, Jonas Donskoy. Like you said, these are all guys who, on contenders, are playing on your third line and fourth line as strong two way guys who dominate the other team's fourth line. They're going to be tasked with playing top six minutes, which is going to be an issue. Um, but I, I love their D for an expansion team. Like they have done with Alexiak. It uh, sounds like they're going to try and flip Carson Soucy, but the two flurries, like we talked on earlier. Uh, Adam Larson with Mark Giordano. Like you said, they're going to be solid. They're not going to get run out of the barn every night, but it's definitely going to be a lot of one nothing 2-1 games in Seattle so far unless they start making some splashes in the free agency because they have what like 15 million hit the floor still they're at they're
0: currently at 50 yeah so they're at okay. 50 million
1: yep okay so they sell some cap space so you never know they might be making some moves here
0: yeah I mean do you think there's anyone on this lineup that they would possibly try to flip just in a trade just any sort of scenario well, they already, they already flipped uh, Pitlick. Yeah, uh, that was quick, too. And, I mean, they, they flipped him only for a fourth, which I thought was like, you know, Calgary was in on this guy. They really wanted him. You'd think you'd get more than a fourth or maybe someone off the roster. So maybe that was something that they signed up with Calgary beforehand. Like, hey, we're taking Giordano, but we can flip you the other guy after.
1: Yeah, and then Quenville, was the selection out of Chicago, another one of the, eh, not very inspiring, and he's a fourth liner. I think in terms of flipping guys, maybe, I mean, I already mentioned Susie. Maybe they are going to flip a guy like Vince Dunn. Like, he'll bring you a nice return. I'd rather just keep him, to be honest. Um, But other than that, I don't really see anybody on here who would generate interest enough to be like, all right, we'll flip him. We're going to get a first and a prospect and move on from there. And just
0: with me... How do they not take Jake Bean? Uh, That was, like, to me, that was probably the biggest, like, I'm scratching my head, like, how how do they not take him? And then it's for a guy I never even fucking heard of, Morgan Geeky. I'm like, who the, what the fuck? I'm like, Jake Bean was a seventh overall pick. And, and, And he got traded today to Columbus for a second. And, I mean, we can get into Carolina after as to what in the possible fuck is going on there. I have no idea. I mean... I don't know how you trade away your up and coming goalie who's the only reason why you made it as far as you did in the playoffs for fucking Jonathan Bernier, mind you. The rights to Jonathan Bernier. Like, uh, anyways. And a third. And, and a third. And it's like, like, and it couldn't have been a signing issue, quote unquote, because he went right to Detroit and he signed a fucking two year, $6 million deal, three a year. Like, I
1: don't think that's a numbers issue. Yeah, who knows? Maybe he didn't want to sign a debt deal with Carolina. I mean, and maybe that's the case, but it's like
0: they just re-upped on Rob Rindamore. They, 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 All right, Rob, we're staying with you, blah, blah, blah. And I think that's a guy, coaching-wise, that players want to play for. But now, well, basically a quarter of his lineup isn't returning,
1: and it's the good part of the lineup.
0: I, I I think they're in for a world of hurt right now.
1: Yeah, I haven't heard too much about Dougie Hamilton what's going on with him. In terms of like other teams talking to him or potentially making offers, I w- I don't think he's viewed around the league as highly as he thinks he is. Well, I'm not saying he's be- like he's a quality top-tier defenseman, but I-, I I mean all this stuff is so interconnected. I say that, and then Seth Jones gets almost ten million dollars a year. So like no, I was gonna say, and him, you've I'm said nothing but year.
0: good things about Seth Jones all year too. So.
1: Yeah, I'm like, if I'm if I'm Dougie Hamilton, I see that deal, I'm like, alright, so I'm getting 12. Yeah, the uh, market is open. Phones are open, yeah. boys. <laughs> so, yeah, I know... The issue all along was they never swung for defenses like Columbus did in that one year. They never made the big move for a goaltender. They never, either through free agency or a trade, they were just like, alright, we'll ride with these guys. They bring back Bernier... Right. Well, they have the rights
0: to him. They haven't signed him yet.
1: Yeah, so let's say they sign him. What is it, him and Morazic again? hmm Like, my God. Like, you already tried it once. It didn't work. Like, that's insanity. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I don't under- really understand. It really boils down to that for me. That's a strategy of a team that's, and I've seen this as a Yankees fan this year, self-cuffing themselves. Well... We could go for broke and win a Stanley Cup, or we could just not go for broke, save some money, and we'll still be good enough to make the playoffs, so at least we can say we made the playoffs five years in a row. Uh,
0: I don't know what's better or worse at times with just that thinking, you know?
1: Yeah, and at we point know, you got to be a fucking lion and not cry Exactly, and I mean, like
0: we've said, this has been their issue all along, uh, is them strictly lacking in the goaltending department. Like, that Scott Darling deal was an
1: absolute horror show for them. Yeah. And, and now they you go... Aiden Hill, they couldn't trade for Aiden Hill. Exactly. They, they could have got somebody. Like, Arizona was willing to trade him to a division rival. Well, not anymore. But a Western Conference team risking Aiden Hill turning into a quality number one goaltender... Don't you think they would have taken maybe slightly less to trade him out at a conference? And Carolina's just sitting there twiddling their thumbs. I don't get it. Good um, on San Jose for that trade. Anyway. I in saying, uh, good
0: on San Jose for uh, drafting another Swedish forward, so maybe one of them will work <laughs> out for him.
1: Um, I figured we can run through some of these deals here uh, that have happened over the last five days or so, mostly in the last like two to three days. I was going to say, the past two to three minutes,
0: it's been crazy today.
1: Yeah, so I'll start back July 15th, exactly a week from today, a week ago from today. Ryan Graves dealt from Colorado to New Jersey for Mikhail uh, Maltsev and a second-round pick in this year's draft, number 61. Uh, Nicoletti dealt from the Islanders to Detroit for Richard panic and a second-round pick in this year's draft uh i like this trade jason dickinson going from dallas to vancouver for a third rounder i like that trade for vancouver um the aforementioned aiden hill trade san jose finally got their hopeful goaltender of the future um for running the middle goalie prospect joseph Kornker and a second round pick in 2022 the mccann pick to pittsburgh and then he selected an expansion draft so basically uh Toronto gave away Philip Hollander in a 7th round pick in 2023 just so they didn't lose anybody off their roster. Well played. Uh, yeah, I like that. Smart thinking there. Um, huge blockbuster that's going to set back the Rangers for a decade. They traded Brett Howden away uh, to Vegas for Nick D. Simone, who they left exposed in the expansion draft and will not resign in a 4th round pick in next year's draft. Uh, big deal, Ryan Ellis going from Nashville to Philly for Philippe. Myers and Nolan Patrick. Wait, stop! Nolan
0: Patrick is an absolute fucking bust. He is not going to do anything in Vegas either. Proceed.
1: Well, Nolan Patrick was then traded <laughs> from Nashville to Vegas for Cody Glass, uh, two former high round, uh, high first round picks. Kind of changed the scenery there. Um, Arizona, you know, doing Arizona's thing. Very busy.
0: Very busy.
1: No matter. Who's president, no matter where you live, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what job you have, Arizona is going to spend every summer taking on your bad contract. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) They traded for Andrew Ladd, a second-round pick in this year's draft, and a conditional second-rounder next year's draft, and a conditional third-rounder in 2023 for the Islanders, and gave up exactly nothing. Uh, The trade you talked about, Detroit gets Alex... I always can't say his name. Nedeljkovic. Nedelkovic, Carolina for Jonathan the rights to Jonathan Bernier and the third round pick in 2021. Arizona got Shane Gostisbehere from Philly and a second and semifinal pick for exactly nothing. <laughs>
0: well, I find that crazy. Like, legitimately, <laughs> Philadelphia did everything they could to get rid of Bear. I
1: I don't understand. Like, that's how Cody Cece got traded, and this guy can't get anything back.
0: I mean, <laughs> and, and you <laughs> love Cody Cece.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Calgary got. Tyler Pitlick from Seattle for fourth rounder next year's draft. And then we lead into today. The Philadelphia Flyers acquire Rasmus Ristelainen for Robert Hagg, a first round pick in this year's draft and a second round pick in 2023. Vancouver acquired Oliver ekman Larson and Connor Garland. Love that, the Garland edition. From Arizona for Louie Erickson, Jay Beagle, Antoine Roussel and a first round pick ninth overall in this year's draft a second round pick in next year's draft and a seventh round pick in 2023 and St. Louis acquired Pavel Buchnevich, Captain Happy from the Rangers in exchange for a Sammy Blay and a second round pick in next year's draft
0: I do so, like Sammy he, he he's a he's a big player man he's a big
1: boy, he's thick yeah so I guess I'll just knock to the Rangers trade off the top um, pretty light return for Kuchnevich, to be honest, point per game player I know he's going to get paid as a restricted free agent of arbitration rights, he's going to get like 5-5.5 five, five million a year on a multi-year deal but St. Louis is trading Tarasenko Bucinavich is a replacement immediately in the top 6 he's still only 25 about to turn 26 and we get a 4th liner who's injury prone and been scratched in a second rounder I like the potential of Samby play as a guy who can play all three, four positions, big guy, big hitter, so fits what the Rangers are trying to do, but you can't get him a second and a prospect or him in a first out of the deal. So I think a little light on a return. I like the intention, but I feel like they could have gotten a little bit more. But I guess the old saying is uh, well, I don't even know the old saying. Don't. It's like don't give up the good in search of the great or something like that. So take the good deal in front of you instead of holding out for one that might not come along.
0: I mean, uh, the only thing I can think of for you guys is just the the cap situation with you guys is yeah. always tough. So I mean, you, you loosen it up because like you said, Booch Neighbor's going to get paid RFA. You at least save that money there and I mean, you guys are still allegedly, I don't want to say the front runners, but you're still in on Jack as to what's reported today. I
1: swear to God, if they get Jack Eichel, I'm going to be so fucking pissed. The guy can't even turn his head from left to right because of the surgery, still. He's still in recovery. He gets paid $10 million because of Banjad is a free agent next summer who we need to sign to a long term deal.
0: Uh, speaking I of long term deal, uh, I would say, speaking of long term deal, I, I mean, I think it's directly related to what's going to happen with Sabanajad? but Brandon Carlo, six years, four and a quarter a year, I don't think he's making the end of that deal.
1: No. I, a lot of these signings for, not saying Carlo is this low of a level, but you see the Rangers sign Barkley Goodrow after trading for his uh, rights to a six-year deal. and So basically what the Rangers did here, is they did the complete opposite of what you're supposed to do with a guy like Gutro. Tampa Bay did it exactly right. They traded for him when his value is okay. He was on a cheap contract for one for two playoff runs. They win two Stanley Cups with him. He does his job. He leaves, and then a Rangers sign him to six years, three point six million dollars a year. And Tampa Bay will just fill his job cheaply somewhere else. Yep. So. Three years from now, the Rangers are going to be buying him out or burying him in Hartford. Like, no offense, I like Goodrow, but six years for him is ridiculous. Then Zach Hyman is apparently signing a, a seven-year deal with Edmonton. Zach fucking Hyman. And
0: then and, and I... Zach Hyman is not that good. No. Not that good at all.
1: Like, he's David Clarkson. He's a guy who had inflated numbers because of the guys he played with and then eventually just they needed somebody to play... Top six minutes, so he had inflated numbers, and then he signs with Toronto and he's out of the league. So Hyman's going to sign with Edmonton. He'll get a run with Connor probably. He's not going to be too out of place, except for you know when they have to skate. Yeah, no shit. Um, he'll pick up his guard like this is Dustin Penner all over again.
0: I, I think the only difference was that Dustin Penner was actually able to fucking put pucks in the net, uh, like yeah, he was what? able
1: to like recast himself as like a. Like, defensive, pretty good defensive, four flying guy with size.
0: But, but, I mean, like, in fairness, what has Zach Hyman done in this league? Not a fucking thing.
1: What's the difference between him? Let me think of somebody. What's the difference between Zach Hyman now and Antoine Roussel when he was a free agent in Vancouver signed him? I would say Hyman's a little bit taller. Like, same kind of like, oh, they had a couple of decent uh, scoring years, like decent scoring years based on expectations, and then they cashed in. I just,
0: I don't know, man. I've never been big on Hyman, and they they always push the playoffs. That's one thing they're always pushing as to how he performed. And
1: I I will admit, the series. really well. He's got Toronto on some, uh, some seriously deep Stanley Cup runs here
0: well I, I think the only thing is like you know then they'll push back oh well you know um oh, who was it uh, Nazem Kadri. every time the, the playoffs came fucking he would get kicked out so then it was Hyman's time to shine like it, it's just one of those things of I, I I don't think he's as good in the money he's getting like nope. Edmonton's already in a cap crunch as it is and you're
1: gonna put that into the mix <laughs> good luck you fixed the problem now do you think if they're going to spend that money, it'd be better to sign a goaltender. Well, they
0: re-signed Mike Smith, so, I mean, what, what could be better Again, than I that?
1: Ask. Don't you think it would be better to sign a goaltender?
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, I mean, uh, when I saw the Mike Smith signing, and I- I'll give it to Smitty. He-, he played a lot better for them this year than he has in the past.
1: And it's not like a Albatross contract, it's... million for the next two years, like, backup money. So, like, even if he's the backup, it's not going to cripple them. No, but but they need a goalie. They're going into it with him and Huskinen again. Yep, same thing. They're they're
0: basically Carolina with a bigger superstar.
1: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, Before we move on to the other trades, to finish up the Buchnevich one, so one of the driving forces behind trading him, besides his – new deal that he's going to sign with St. Louis. I'm going to guess five years, $27 million is the deal he'll sign. Um, They wanted to make room for Kako and Krausov in the top six, at least the top nine, and they both play the same position as Bucinavich, so if you're looking at it where you don't want either of them on the fourth line, you have to move Bucinavich. The only issue is, and this came out after the season, Panarin does not like playing with Kako, and not on, like, a personality level or teammate level. It's just their styles don't mesh. So that instantly takes him out of playing on a Panarin line, right? That uh, takes him out of the top six. So the only other line is his advantage line. Now, if you have Panarin still playing with Strom, as the Rangers roster is currently constructed, Kreider's on the third line with Philippe Petal. That means your first line would be Alexei Lafreniere, Mika Sibanejad and Kako. I don't like that line. Sibanejad. So then you're looking at like, okay, well then Kako goes to the third line with Heedle and Kreider. The only issue is Heedle's a shooter, Kreider's a shooter, and Kako's not a playmaker. That's a natural line for Kravtsov to play on. So then you're back to square one. Where the fuck is Kako playing?
0: and, And I hate to tell you too, but Taco hasn't done anything in this league to even get trade trade bait for him.
1: I mean, right now, it would be basically being traded for like another young guy with potential at a different position, like either a center or a defenseman or something. The issue is, I think they, because of his age, they don't want, I'm not saying he's going to be a bust or a mistake or anything, but he's not like a franchise forward. I don't think many people thought he was like off franchise forward when he was drafted, but they thought he would be like an all-star. I don't see, I don't see him carrying a line. So if he's not in your top six and cross off his better suited for that Kreider and heat line, do you cash in that chip and make him part of a deal? Now to that end, we'll get into fantasy land here for a second. I follow one of the Rangers beat guys on uh, Patreon, so you have to pay, and he talks about things openly that he doesn't feel comfortable publishing in his newspaper, and he just like spits things out of like, hey, hearing this or seeing this, and it's not just about the Rangers. So last night he posted, and I texted you this, and you're like, whoa, hold on, buddy. <laughs> so here's what he wrote. Team sources indicate to me that the Rangers believe they have a trade framework in place to acquire Stephen Samkos from Tampa Bay need ownership approval in Tampa. The proposed package is Filipito, Alexander Georgiev, Zach Jones, an additional unnamed prospect, a first round pick so the 16th overall pick in tonight's draft, a second in 2023 for Stamkos, Mitchell Stevens, and $3 million off to cap it for Stamkos each of the final three years of his deal. One, let's say that trade went down tonight. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a lot for the Rangers to give up.
0: (laughs) It's a lot for you guys to give up in the sense of bodies because you're you're just getting Stamkos back. I mean, we'll see where Stevens falls in the lineup. But uh, you're getting that... But you're also taking on most of that hit.
1: Yeah, it'd be instead it'd be about five and a half million for three years. And uh, now, cap hit. And
0: I would say at this point in the career, I mean, do you think Steven Stamkos is worth that?
1: Yes, at that price range, because you know you're not getting eighty-two games out of him. Okay, that's fair. You're getting 65, 70 games, and then playoffs come around, and then he just like eats his, takes his vitamins and drinks his milk and turns into Superman for about 18 games. Hey, as only, long as
0: it's the right 18 games, that's all that matters.
1: Yeah, and then I told you, it's like I'd rather not trade Heedle, keep him as a three C, include Kako in that deal. But my the worst nightmare is. Uh, Kako goes to Tampa and then turns into a 40-goal-a-year guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. He's <laughs> so, the next Yanni Gord. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't see... Re- Unless Kako, like, I don't want him to change his game. I feel like part of the reason why he didn't play well his first two years is Quinn kept trying to make him into a fucking two-way forward. So who knows? Maybe Galant coming in, frees him up a little bit, and you see that creativity come back, and he's a fit somewhere. But if you're halfway through training camp and Gabon's on and say, "Yo, jury, I don't, I don't see it here. You got to move him. You can't let this value crater even more." Um, I also think that Sammy Blay is going to get a run on that second line with Stroman, Panarin. I, I, I think
0: on, you know, someone on the outside looking in here, it's like the what if game like what if this happens what if that happens but i think the problem is that is just what you said what if you're in training camp and now go on to like, hey fuck like this isn't working now you're screwed like did you wait too long like if i'm a gm and i get a phone call in training camp about a guy i'm like you know chris we had all summer to work something out like what's up and now that immediately puts my guard up. So I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, if you can already see that this is something that's going to happen, jury needs to be very proactive about this.
1: Yeah, the only fallback the Rangers were to be able to have is listen. He's just not a fit for our the guys that he would be playing with. Like, he's a better fit for the guys he'd be playing with on your end of things. So, something, I don't know, something like that. We'll see. Hopefully, it doesn't get to that. Like, obviously, I'm hoping Kako turns into a franchise guy. off is a first-line forward. Lafreniere is a franchise... Like, obviously, I hope all pan out. I'm just concerned about Kako here. Um, any thoughts on the Vancouver and Arizona trade from today?
0: I like what Vancouver is doing there. I think they're really trying to build the new lineup. I know you don't like the... Ekman Larson cap hit. I know that Arizona ended up retaining, I think it was like twelve percent of the salary. But I think their defense is a lot better now. They they look and this was the problem though too with Vancouver last year. On paper, you know, we could all we all could have pointed out that fucking Erickson Dale and shit like that. But on paper, they should be a better team. I mean, they're still gonna try to trade Nate Schmidt. What are they gonna get back for him? So that's there. They got Quinn Hughes, RFA, so they're gonna figure out something there. Are they gonna bring back Travis Haminick as just, you know, their their bottom six guy there, just you know, shut pucks down and, and fight guys when you need to. Tyler Myers is still there. Like I think they're finally starting to go in the right direction. I just wonder Is it enough? And that's what I still don't think for Vancouver. I, I still just don't think they have enough. Just looking at them right now for their UFAs, Brandon Sutter's UFA, your boy Jimmy VC's UFA, uh, Garland's RFA, so they're going to have to come in and figure a deal, Jace Trucks RFA, Patterson's RFA. So it's like they have to work out X amount of deals to see where they're going to end up as to what they can do. But th- their only other problem is that they're already at the cap floor. They only got $18 million in cap space left. And, I mean, how much do you think Pedersen's going to
1: cost them? At least six a year. Nah, no way. I think he signs a bridge deal. Like, a two-year bridge deal, he'll get four and a half mil over the two years. I, like, just for what he's done compared to other
0: people in the league, like, Jake DeBrusk did a bridge deal for four and a quarter. Like, like Pedersen blows him out of the water.
1: Yeah, but this, this is flat cap World right
0: now. I I get that, but I mean, there's certain things where you look at comparables, and they're they're not comps in the sense of output. They're they're not comparables.
1: Well, if that's the case, bet on yourself. One year deal, five million dollars, and then we'll give you a long term deal next summer if you continue progressing. Then he's
0: like, I want UFA. Give me the market, baby. Give me the market. (laughs)
1: So, like you said, I don't. I love the Connor Garland addition. He's not going to win any physical contests for you, but he's a legitimate 60-point player. So I love him playing next to Bill Bo- Horvat on the second line. I like that they cleared a little bit of cast space for this year, getting out from under the Erickson, Beagle, and Roussel deals. The fact that they had to include a first-round pick hurts. ekman Larson is already a replacement-level defenseman, if you're looking at the advanced stats. And you have him for six more years. Basically, they chose between saving a few million dollars on this year's cap and then screwing themselves for the next six years. Or they could have just bit the ball for one more year with the Erickson, Beagle, and Roussel deals and then be free and clear. Yeah, I I don't get that either
0: because... Those others are UFA in a year. Like, you could have changed everything there.
1: So I really look at it as Garland for the ninth overall pick. So then you separate it. It's Erickson, Beagle, Roussel, and a second for Larson and some cap retainment. Again, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. That's my only complaint about the deal from Vancouver's point of view. A lot of people are talking bad about Vancouver, like that they're a bottom five team. I don't get it. I'm not saying they're going to contend for a cup. Like, shit, I think they're a playoff team next year. Do you think they're a playoff team, though, if the
0: divisions go back to the way that they were?
1: Yeah, I mean, the heavyweight is out of Arizona. (laughs) I mean, yeah, fucking... LA should be better. Anaheim, San Jose are in the bottom two. LA should be better. I don't think they're ready for prime time. And then you have, at the top, Vegas. And can I'm not scared of. Like, they literally had to have two of the best individual performance seasons of our lifetimes in the same year, and they still only had a a decent run as a team. Calgary is in, like, fucking free fall. Um, So I see Vancouver in that third, fourth area. Calgary is another one of those teams. I don't know what to expect. I'm waiting for the Johnny Goudreau trade to happen at some point. To hold the phone, it's happening right now. We caught it. No, just. <laughs> um, the Ristolainen trade, like again, for one of the worst in National. Him and that Ristolainen hits more, and he's owed five point four million dollars. Like terrible deal for Philly on that one. Um. The other two trades from today, the Jake Bean deal. I don't know if you had more to go on on that. No, I I thought like Columbus
0: is going right now on all levels. Like also, they were fantastic. Um, yeah, Yarmolke, Kaliningan, man, that guy just he he gets it done. So, uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets send a second round pick to the Carolina Hurricanes, and in return they get Jake Bean. I think that is a, I mean, just a wonderful trade for what happened later on. So then they end up trading Seth Jones to the Blackhawks, and in return they end up getting Adam Boqvist, and they got a first-round pick that they swapped with Chicago, and they get a future first rounder either next year or the year after. It all depends. Next year, if it is a top two pick, Chicago keeps that, and then they get the 2023 first rounder. They also got a second. Um, Yarmo glad like that guy, got balls, man. Like, like absolute it. fucking balls, and he's not afraid to pull the trigger. He's not afraid to make moves happen. I, I like him, and I'm not saying because of these trades. I'm saying it because of the moves that he makes. I don't know why he is not up for GM of the Year every year. Like, you see guys that go up there and it's like, oh, fucking Julian Brisewa. Of course, Julian Brisewa, GM of the fucking Tampa Bay Lightning, and he brought in some good players when he did, you know, Goudreau and Coleman and pushed them there. I get that. But you know what? Jarmo Kekalainen for the past three years, four years, has been consistent in, A, making his team better, B, bringing in... You know better talent or see like last year when he knew that it wasn't going well to ship talent out like i think he's always trying yep. to accumulate and be better and that's why i think he needs to be in the conversation every fucking year because the last four years he has done something significant to better his team
1: every year you know who he is he's billy bean of hockey he's a guy who works in a small market with limited financial resources who get basically gets a three year window of comp of contending before those young guys start getting expensive and he has to trade them and start over again. And then he starts over again. Those guys work out. He competes for three years and then has to trade those guys. So I love the deals that he made today. I mean, Adam Fox costs two second rounders. He gets Jake Veen for one second. Um, the Zach the Zach Jones the Seth Jones trade. He's not as good as everybody thinks he is. I know he was a, the pedigree of the top five pick. He had a good run in Nashville. had a good first year in Columbus. I know he played all those minutes in that five-overtime game, and that got a lot of recognition, but he's not great. Like, I choose Dougie Hamilton over him 10 out of 10 times. And he basically sold high on him. Sends him to Chicago. gets out from a guy who doesn't want to be there long term. Okay, see you. You don't want to be here. You gone. So that sends a good message to the room in my mind. Like, I want guys who want to be here. If you don't want to be here, get the fuck out. Yeah. Um. And he gets back Boquist, who, again, in the Jake Bean mold, they just shoot on different sides of the ring. Quality offensive-minded defenseman, and then you saw attack. Marinsky, who you build around, I think he's going to be there long-term. Up front, you have Rosovic, who I like. You still have Tessier, who I like. Um, Still got Atkinson kicking around. Yeah, I mean, they had the pick tonight that is... one They basically labeled it as the highest risk, but if it works out, he's the best player from the draft. Mm -hmm. So, like, you take swings like that because you have big fucking brass balls in Columbus. And to be honest, like, I still, with their goaltending and their defense, who's really young, I'm not saying they're contending next year. If they hit on a couple forwards, they make a trade here or there, they're going to be right back into, well, Columbus is contending and making a deep playoff run again. And as a fan of a team like Columbus in that market, I'm jazzed. Like, you know, you're going to have a good year run every few years like there's not much more you can ask for that in a salary cap salary cap world and the blue jackets just keep fucking churning it out like love it i will
0: also say too your boy jd was a very professional when being interviewed earlier about the whole thing and it was just like you said he said you know seth already informed us he wanted a you know test the free agent market at the end of next year goes, you know, we were put in a place where we had to make a decision You and this is what we came to and he said you know Seth earned in the right to test the market but we also have the right to do everything that makes our team better and yeah, th- I-, I think that's fair both
1: ways um, and talk about Philly going from they're going to go all out for Seth Jones to Ryan Ellis who's nice and Rasmus No, <laughs> well, I,
0: I like Ryan Ellis there. I do. I, yeah. I think Ryan Ellis goes. He, he makes them better on that back end. You, you get them there with off, You, you Proveroff, have two yeah, top-notch nice defensemen. And, I mean, even if you split them up,
1: it, it makes your top four that much better. So The thing for Chicago, though, is the extension. Like, I know you're not going to trade away basically three first-round picks because Bill Chris was a first-round pick for him like two years ago and let the guy leave as a free agent. But eight years, $9 million a year, cap hit. It's fucking ridiculous. That's a lot of money, dude. Like, and Chicago... So
0: Chicago's already strapped with it with fucking yeah, the, the Taves deal, the Kane deal... Like, don't get me wrong. I know they're getting older and, you know, getting closer to the end of those deals. But, like, at some point, they're going to have to evaluate as to what's the next step.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, they have Kirby Doc up front. Uh, Brinkett, they kept in a deal. So, like, they have a few young forwards that are going to help. Um, Kubalik as well. they got to figure out the goaltending situation. I don't think any of the guys they have there now, they answer long-term. But now you have an anchor on your salary cap. No one's going to trade for him three years from now when you're looking to get rid of it. You can't buy him out. Chicago's not going to buy him out. You can't bury him. So then you're basically going to have a guy who's in your top six because he shoots right-handed and of the money he makes. And as a Ranger fan, that's not a great spot to be in. Speaking from experience, eh? <laughs> yeah, speaking from experience. And then the other thing is I'm also been keeping track of the draft here. I don't know if you have it in front of you, but the Rangers are picking number 16 tonight. I would be floored if they actually make that pick. I'm just waiting to see what deal they make to use that for because they want to compete within the next two years. And that's the 16th overall pick, unless they pick the gold tender. Because apparently there are rumblings that they aren't going to commit to Georgiev. And they want competition for Shosturkin before signing him a long-term deal. So if they don't trade him, they might pick uh, the goalie. But if they don't pick the goalie, they have to trade it. Because the guy you pick here isn't going to help you for the next few years. And then your window of what you're trying to compete in with Panarin, Zibanejad, and Schubert are gone.
0: Yeah. That's uh, that's, uh, that's tough because, like you said, I mean, you you draft a goalie, it's still going to take a max amount of years just to develop. Uh, Why do you guys just just shop for a good backup in the market now and trade
1: Georgiev? They might do that. Like, it might be like Georgiev in that first for, like, a second line center or something like that. Um... But they're, on a, they're in the on-deck circle for the picks. So in the meantime, I don't know if you want to talk about the Taylor Hall extension.
0: Yeah, Taylor Hall today, um, four-year extension, $6 million a year. I, I think that's perfect. It's not an overpay. Um, Time-wise, I think that's good. I did not want to give him a 6-6. Six and six. Uh, I thought six years would be too yeah. long. I think now going forward, um, the Bruins will re-sign David Krejci. I'm guessing it'll probably be about... Two and ten. I I wasn't even going to say ten. I was going to say two and eight, maybe. I think he'll get probably four a year. But, I mean, now you have another two years of Hall not playing with Krejci, so we need development as to can Jack Stadnicka become that, you know, 2C. I I like Jack. I I like Jack a lot. I like him a lot better than Charlie Coyle. So... (laughs) And And hard to do. (laughs) Yeah, so it's just like one of those things as to... If we want Taylor Hall to perform at the level he came to us and performed at, we need to keep the people around him there. So I think Craig Smith has cemented himself on that second line with them. And now going forward, I mean, I expected... And I mean, I, I could be completely wrong i expect it at the draft so whether it be today or tomorrow for jake de to be traded somewhere i, I thought yeah. he would go for a second round pick that that's just my guess i, something I know happened. something might happen uh if i'm thinking uh, of a team who is kind of in a rebuild on the fly i think nashville has kind of shipped some guys out there and they have two second round picks so who knows maybe uh Jake goes to the music city and we get a second round pick. So, uh, to be determined on that, or maybe the Bruins want to bring back a guy that, you know, could, could kind of have the same effect as Jake, Jake just a new face in a new place. Now, going forward on Taylor Hall, are we going to get the same Taylor Hall we got at the end of the year? Yeah. Like, God, I hope so. Um, I think it is hard for him to come out and perform the same way he did every night. But if we could get, in an 82-game season, 60 games of him playing very well like he did, I think we're in a good spot. So I would be more than happy with
1: that. The thing with Paul is you've got to be the anti-DeBrusque in a sense of you're not going to score every game, you're not going to be creating offense every game, and in those games can you still be useful. Can you make that back check? Can you make that defensive play? Can you make a play along the boards and take the hit to spring creature on a two-on-one? Like, you know what I mean? And, so DeBrusque wouldn't do that. So if Hall has 50 games where he's like a driving force and a factor on the score sheet, and then the other 32 games he's contributing in other ways, well worth the deal and a significant improvement over DeBrusque.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, he's actually... Uh, from what he did last year, like I said, and it's just a continuation, can he continue it? He did that last year. He he was taking hits to make plays. He was in hard on the forecheck. He was that F1 coming down the boards there, putting pressure on and getting there. So I just want to see him doing it. Like, effort. Like, you know what? If you're not yeah. going to be on the score sheet, play hard. Like, And that's my biggest thing, because Jake DeBrusque, like, when he's not scoring goals, and I mean, that's it, like... He could get fucking assists. It does not matter. If he is not scoring goals, he is not doing anything for you. He's out to lunch. Yeah. Uh, complete nap time, lunch time. that it like, <laughs> in, locking out. Legit. And, I mean, he, he's just like a fucking awkward guy anyways, but you throw that into the mix and you're kind of like, did I miss something? Like, am I missing something? Like, uh, why is it so hard to just try to back check and hit somebody? Like, you know, I'm going to lay him out. Get in his way. Get in his way. That's all I care about. So,
1: The other thing I wanted to touch on as we still wait for the Rangers pick here or the trade is uh, I really, truly enjoyed Mark Bergerman basically putting his dick on a table with Seattle and daring him to take Harry Price because they didn't want Jake Allen being picked, and then Seattle was like, well, we want a first and a third to not pick Jake Allen. So then everybody's like, all right, take Carey Price instead, and we're going to keep Allen." And Seattle was just like, uh, do we take him?
0: <laughs> well, well, they said they said they did the full court press. I guess they were checking into all the shit that's been going on with Carey. I guess he actually had off-season knee surgery today. Had it today. So, I mean, like, I think they were going in deep as to, is this the guy that we're going to turn everything around at? Um... Like we said, they're still $10 million under the the floor. So obviously they're attempting on coming in and signing more people or trading for more guys to come in there. So, yeah, I think I think Ron Francis had a plan the whole way, and that getting thrown into the mix, like you said, was, you know, Berger put his dick on the table, and it was like a waiting game. Like, what's going to happen here? And
1: Who's the face of Seattle, by the way, player-wise? Like, Vegas had Marc-Andre Fleury
0: and, in a way, Derek Ingram. I guess if you're going face-wise, I'm saying just on a younger scale, more handsome. I, I go Eberle. Because, I mean, Giordano, maybe player-wise and throughout the league, maybe he's the face. But, I mean, big old ugly guy. Like, you know, no, there's I some rugged I there. I
1: think
0: it's Seattle. Who do you think of? Ken Griffey Jr.
1: You know
0: what I'm asking you? It, the, <laughs> no, I, I honestly don't know who, who the face there. I mean, the only thing I can think of is the other night when they're introducing people and you have fucking Brandon Tanev out there with his fucking oh, yeah. cr- crunched neck and the hair hanging off. And the only other one I could think of was Alexiak when he fucking smiles and he got the big yeah. hockey player smile. Yeah, so it's like th- those are the only people I can think of in, in all honesty because no one else on there... It, it, is relative. I mean, I guess you could say maybe Yanni Gord, but if Yanni Gord walked by someone in Seattle, they'd have no fucking clue who he is. Yeah, exactly.
1: Oh, Detroit just made a trade with Dallas to jump in front of the Rangers. I wonder if uh, this is going to be that goaltender. Wow, they flipped it with Dallas. Interesting, okay. So that's what the hold up here is. The other thing I wanted to talk about is Shea Weber. So, talk about fucking Warrior. Basically, played, didn't miss a game, goes all the way through to the Stanley Cup final, and then as soon as the final's over, he's like, yeah, my body's done, I can't play anymore. <laughs> yeah, le- legitimately,
0: Bergerman says, I don't think he's, he's ever going to play in the NHL again. Yeah. That's, that's insane. To, to finally get to that point of, you are that banged up.
1: That yeah, And they listed, like, shoulder, back, knee, foot, Yeah, ankle, like, the, the whole nine. And
0: it's one of those things, too, where you almost wish the Canadians won in the sense of, you know, Shea Weber getting a cup, Carey Price finally getting a cup. I, I think for those guys, like, I hurt for those guys in a sense. I mean, there's no question Tampa was the better team.
1: Yeah, well, you're, if you're Weber, you'll go back and look after the uh, – final horn sounded and Tampa Bay celebrating and Montreal is waiting for the handshake and the camera goes on Weber and he's just staring off into the distance at Tampa Bay celebrating that he knew like well that was the handshake line and then skating to the the tunnel and then as soon as my feet leave the ice I'm no longer an NHL player
0: and question for you it came out about about a day or two after Tampa had won
1: they took the fucking goaltender
0: Oh they did, wow, suck
1: on that. So they knew that if didn't make the deal and they fucking wow. took right in front of him. six 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 two ten. Wow, that is a yeah. big boy. Motherfucker. So that was the only reason the Rangers would keep the pick is that goaltender and now I guarantee you Drury is just calling everybody like what do you want for this pick? What can I get from you? <laughs> Yeah,
0: like just flip-flop with somebody just to buy a couple more spots. Yeah,
1: so, all That's, right. I mean, if the Rangers make a selection here, it's because nobody wanted to give up what the Rangers were asking for in return for this pick and, like, probably one of our defense prospects. So You,
0: you should just call Minnesota. They got two first. So you guys want to flip-flop here? Yeah.
1: Just buy you some time. Like, really quickly, you're looking at the teams around the league right now. Is there somebody that jumps to your mind that's like, oh, you're looking for the Rangers to make a deal for either a centerman or a left-hand shot defenseman that's on a one-year deal, like has one year left in a deal? Does anybody like jump out in terms of like, oh, they can flip the first and the prospect to that team for that type of player?
0: Off the top of my head, no. Like, I'm just trying to think as to who could who could it possibly be. I mean, maybe Nashville with Eckholm. They've been trying to get rid of him now since last year. But now that they flipped Ellis, are they getting rid of him? Probably not.
1: Yeah, they're probably trying to sign him long term now. Yeah,
0: exactly. Because before it was Ellis was going to get an extension, Ekholm's out, and now that's flip flop completely.
1: So. Hey, shit, you never know what's going on in Carolina. Maybe call them and you can get fucking. Uh, you can get whoever coffee. you want.
0: Yeah, I mean, for, <laughs> for, for what they've been unloading people for, you get whatever you
1: want there. Just call and it signs the check. Good to go. Right. Anyway, so let's wrap this up. The pick will be made, or the trade will be made, by the time we're done here. Um, I know you had a nice little family vacation. Uh, you got any shout outs? Any word from uh, Shrat Daddy? We, we, yeah, we, I did finally yeah. see the Strat Daddy last night, so, you know,
0: he, back in my good graces, luckily for him. <laughs> um, so, uh, this is one thing of, I strive in life, like, to come out and have a good day every day. Like, like you know what, like, don't be a shitty person. I bust anyone and everyone's balls, I'm not saying I don't you have to understand when you're crossing a line now i had a guy up in old orchard so we went out one night uh our friend's mother was there to watch the children it was very nice so we went out we had some drinks we we go to the pizza place across the street after and there's this one gentleman there who we find out after from the manager all we hear is the girl say to him you know sir you can either order or you can leave you can order, you can leave, you, and then, she, you know, she gives him the right act, get out, and, you know, he's calling this girl every name in the book. And now we're kind of there, and we're like, hey, what's up? Like, are you good? And she's like, no, that guy's come over here a couple of times before in the past. She's like, probably five times now, and he says some, like, really inappropriate things to my girl. She's like, I'm the manager here. I'm going to be the only one who deals with him. I don't want him here, so he can go. Okay, fair enough so it is what it is we're hanging out we're having pizza waiting for our pizza and then uh this guy went up the street and now he's coming back after being gone for like five, ten minutes and now he's just trying to cause a problem and he he's calling these girls and I mean they're, they're working girls in the sense of high school, college summer job and he's coming back and he got his head in the window and he he's calling you know these girls bitches and whores and he's dropping the C-bomb, so now I have to get involved. I'm like, buddy, like, take a hike. Like, you're not gonna talk to... Gr-. And he's like, who the fuck are you? I'm like, I'm a guy who's trying to eat his pizza in peace. Like, why don't you fucking go down the street?
1: Just none of your fucking are you business. this guy
0: shout-out? <laughs> no, but it's just like, be, be a fucking good person. Like, I just... I, I don't get it, and it's like... And now he's trying to pick up, like, like who are you? Like, you know, I'm a dad who has a daughter, and I'm going to let a fucking schmuck like you talk to her like that. And, oh, yeah, and, you know, he's telling me, you got a problem, we can go down the street. And I, I thought about going down that street, I'm not going to lie, and thank God I didn't because magically right after that, the, uh, Old Orchard Beast police uh, kind of walked up behind us, so it's probably a good thing that because I probably would have got you know A and B and spent the night in county. But uh,
1: you know, just make good choices. Just, just don't be a bad person for the love of God. A lot, a lot of people are just very upset with how their lives currently are, some of it through no fault of their own because of everything that's been going on, but others because of their own actions, and that probably makes them even more bitter. Yeah, I mean, yeah,
0: like, sorry that fucking you live in mom's basement and fucking Joe comes over and has sex with mom and drinks all your Mountain Dew. Like, I'm sorry, dude, but that's (laughs)
1: not my problem. So, how was the trip otherwise, though?
0: Trip otherwise was great. We were on the beach every day. Kids had a blast. Um, The weather was really nice. It it was just perfect beach weather. Like, didn't have to... It wasn't 90 or 95, so you're sitting there sweating and you're kind of miserable. It was 75 to about 84. It it was nice. Little breeze, hanging out. We got a nice thunderstorm one day. Came through, you know, cooled everything down at night. Went out to dinner, had some drinks on the... Like, it was great. Much needed. Much needed R&R. Yeah, you've
1: been working... Late nights and early mornings recently, too.
0: Yeah, you know, I guess. Well, we're
1: going on vacation, so I had to uh, <laughs> bring the
0: dough. But no, I mean, it, it was good. It was fun. It was much needed. So... yeah
1: right. And hey, what about uh, you? Well, no vacations yet for me. Uh, that's coming up in September. But in the meantime, Kobe got spayed, uh, and she's fully healed. She did great. No issues. Um, she didn't even really need to wear the the cone for more than like three days because I kind of tested her out and took the cone off while I was able to like focus on her for a couple hours and at one time did she like even attempt to lick her stomach where she was cut open like she literally it was like nothing ever happened she was just acting normal so I'm like alright I'm only going to put the cone on you when we go to sleep because I can't watch you when I'm sleeping but other than that she never acted any different, so very lucky with that. Pretty much, that's been her MO since I got her. Like, you expect the whining when you leave, the whining in a cage overnight when you first get her, the potty training, the going outside and walking her, all that training, never once really had an issue with her, so I've been very lucky with her as a dog. Um, in Papa. terms of, what was that? Papa! <laughs> In terms of uh, other shout-outs... Uh, NHL released its
0: schedule.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, but nothing nothing too crazy in my end. I started playing some pickup hockey every Sunday uh, in the city. And it's been nice to kind of get back into it a little bit. Nothing too competitive. But uh, it's, been, it's been nice getting back out there. Uh, some of the rules, it's more made to make sure nobody gets hurt versus actually being... Beneficial for hockey, so, so it's killing you. Time. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm playing defense, and the guy uses his body to protect the puck, but I can't. I put my my right hand on a on a square small of his back, so I can feel which way he's going to be going, and I can adjust appropriately before he goes anywhere. That's a penalty. I can't. I can't put my hand on him. I'm just like, I can't play defense, and like you can't touch anybody, and then you can't stick check, and you can't lift a stick either.
0: Well, that's interesting. what do you do? Do you just gotta like just fucking like, how eat I'm a play shot? Defense
1: here, and it's basically like they don't want it where you lift a stick and you miss, and you fucking take someone's eye out. <laughs> Which I get, but it's just like I should be able to put my fucking. It's not like um, uh, Tom Wilson. The guy and like fucking shoving him head first into end boards here but yeah it's been nice getting out there it's every Sunday out in the summer heat so burning a few LB's playing some hockey so can't complain
0: hey that's all that
1: matters pal well you guys ended up making a pick you went with Brennan Offman yeah great I'm so happy that we didn't utilize our first round pick to improve this roster
0: rats maybe next
1: year Here's the M.O. I just pulled it up. He's a very good player. I am surprised the Rangers took another winger with a high pick, as they have a lot of young depth wingers as opposed to a center, which they don't have. But he's a great prospect who projects as a top-six NHL forward. Great. We don't need another one. (laughs) Like, even if he hits his potential, where the fuck is he playing? (laughs) Uh, I guess we have to work on that part of it. Jesus. Anyway, before I go off the deep end here, let's wrap it up. All right. Well, um when's the next time you want to go? What What else you want to uh, do within the
0: next couple of weeks here? Do, do we got to touch free agency or what?
1: Yeah, we should touch free agency probably sometime early next week uh, just to get it out there before things really start kicking off. I know a few free agent deals have been like hush, hush, wink, wink signed already. Um, but I think just doing like a little summer free agency preview for the Rangers and Bruins and then kind of running through some of the top free agents and predicting where they might sign. Uh, could be a little fun episode. But other than that, we start entering our little summer vacation phase here.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, we, we get through free agency, and then it's a lull, and then after that we'll have to come back with some divisional previews and, you know, better or worse, and we'll, we'll see where uh, the next hockey season takes us.
1: Yeah, after a pandemic-shortened off season, a pandemic-shortened season, playoffs, news during the pandemic about NHL coming back, trade, so we need a little bit of a break here this summer.
0: Yeah, I'll say, uh, I'll take one more week somewhere, and then uh, you know, back to business, pal. Yep. Well, everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, I know we rambled, we kind of went here, there, and everywhere else, but that's okay. Just remember, no matter what, Ben does not like Jack uses leg swaying.
1: <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: CEO, entrepreneur, born in 1964, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos, CEO, entrepreneur,
1: born in 1964, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos Come on, Jeffrey, you can do it Pave the way, put your back into it Tell us why, show us how Look at where you came from, look at you now Zuckerberg and Gates and Buffett Amateurs can fucking suck it Fuck their wives, drink their blood Come on, Jeff!